0: It's something very dark about it, Paul, because now it's, it's, it's sort of...
1: <laughs> You're listening to the Luxury Mind Podcast with Paul Russell and Helen Villers, exploring human behaviour, psychology and luxury.
0: Welcome back to the Luxury Mind. My name is Helen and I am joined by my co-host, Paul, and Paul's going to tell us what we are talking about today. Helen,
1: what's going on? I thought we'd talk about something really interesting. Go on. Loyalty programs. This is a fascinating
0: subject because I was thinking about this when I saw that this was on our schedule. I was thinking, loyalty programs, how many am I a member of? Does it actually impact me? (laughs) Do I use them uh, in the way that, that... They're kind of psychologically intended, and then I thought, do luxury brands have them? And so there you go.
1: So the answer, the short answer to all of those questions is yes, 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 and yes.
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) excellent, (laughs) fabulous.
1: So, well, why do we use them? There's lots of reasons why we use them, but one of the so people will think they use them for one reason, when in fact it's not true. So a lot of people will think, "Oh well, I use them because, you know, I get discounts and I get this and I get that and it's good value. And I'm part of this loyalty program because it benefits me. And of course, it does benefit you. But the reason that companies put loyalty programs in place is not to reward you per se i mean the reward is part of it mm-hmm. but it's to get information on your behavioral patterns when you're interacting with their products how do you behave what do you buy so for example my business partner is, has a boots card mm mm-hmm. she is obsessed with uh, you know building up all of these points and then she's absolutely thrilled when she has enough points and she doesn't have to Pay for something. Yeah. And she calls me saying, Well, I was in boots today. And because I'm constantly telling her the psychology behind stuff and she's having (laughs) none of it. And she was like, Well, I was in boots today and I bought these four products and they were all free because I had all of the points on my card. What do you say about that? What's the psychology behind that? And it's not a genuine question. It's a very scathing question.
0: She's trying to be smug, isn't she? Yeah. She's so to prove, prove, you me,
1: prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. And um, I say, Well, what did you buy? So she told me she bought this, that, and the other. I said, Oh, that's very interesting. I said, And do you buy that a lot? She's like, Yes. I said, Oh, great. I said, So that tells me a few things about you. I, okay. What does it tell you about me? I said, Well, you're buying. This oil for your face, you're buying this cream for your face, you're buying these particular wipes with aloe vera in them, which tells me that anti-aging and staying young is very important to you. So I now have a, a pattern of behavior, which is wonderful, because now I'm going to send you advertisements on all of the products that are related to this specific behavioral pattern. Wow! And she was was like, okay, (laughs) did you get an ad about anti-aging products, a new cream on the market that you must try? (laughs) And then normally what I get is I hate you. And that's the end of the conversation.
0: Well, I think that's a very polite response, (laughs) quite honestly, because I think I might be ruder in my response to that, that destruction of my illusion of, free things and
1: yeah and free thinking and that you're in control yeah there's all it's it's the carrot and stick or and the sense of belonging so the reward is carrot and stick you know so for example i want access to your behavioral patterns i want access Mm -hmm. to your buying patterns i want you to give up a sense of privacy in a way yeah. So that I can watch what you're doing. And in exchange for that, I'm going to give you points or free things which you can exchange. So that's the carrot. The stick being is I now know everything about you.
0: There's something very dark about it, Paul. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sort of removing all of our free will in terms of shopping. And- well...
1: Not so much res- removing all of your free will. It's it's an exchange, you know. So. Yeah, but not
0: one that you are consciously signing up for when you go to collect your boots points.
1: Helen, I would is never standing have thought, over you with a gun saying you must join no, this loyalty program.
0: I never thought for a second about, and maybe this is my own naivety and my own ignorance, and that's fine. But I never thought for a second about the fact that they would be trace, tracking and tracing all my data and using that to influence me to buy other products. It's, I mean, it makes total sense and it, I understand completely, but I just never thought. Of it. So what about at the coffee shop? Because I only ever collect the coffee shop stamps. Ah,
1: but you see, that's different. That's, that's essentially conditioning. So, for example, and we have this idea that we hate to leave things unfinished. Yes. So if you have a Costa card or a Starbucks card or whatever it is, um, and you have six stickers on it, Mm -hmm. and there are four empty stickers, your desperate need to complete that so that it's not left unfinished will make you, when you decide to go for coffee, Go, for, go to Costa so that you can get a sticker so that you can complete this so that it gives you a sense of fulfillment, a sense of satisfaction, a dopamine release, so to speak. Now, not only have I tapped into this particular uh, cognitive bias that we don't like to leave things unfinished, mm-hmm. but I've also influenced you to keep coming back to me.
0: But that's what happens for me with the coffee thing is that it's not that I go back. See, I also think this maybe is where ADHD helps me because I don't care if it's not finished, particularly. I'm not that fussed by it. So, <laughs> but... but that. Well, it depends what it is. Lego, I have to finish, but I don't know. Anyway, there are specific things that very much need to be finished and there are other things that I just do not care about. I could not tell you what the difference is between them other than that they're more important to me. So those things need to be finished but I am absolutely somebody who would always struggle to complete something. Anyway, the way it does work on me is that I will always go, there's in my town, which is quite small. There are about seven coffee shops. It's ridiculous. There's always, it's hilarious on the community pages because people are always going, Oh my God, another coffee shop. What will we do? <laughs> <laughs> Cause there genuinely is about, I'm, I'm going to, caught up in a minute how many there are but there are a ridiculous number of coffee shops in the town I live in but I only ever go to this particular one because I have the loyalty card and I do I, I collect the stamps and in fact it's now an app which isn't as satisfying apart from you do no. get a nice beep when you, you, get a nice when you scan it but that's it
1: probably have stars or something where you can see that you have filled in x number of stars it's still yeah but it's not as good either. as a no it's not, it's not. No, I mean, there's an element of it, but um, it's very much about, it is a conditioning effect, but it's, it's also about a sense of belonging. It's also about, you know, and of course, it's habit forming as well. So once mm-hmm. you start to add all of these things together, the loyalty card, because I'm going to swipe it or I'm going to get a stamp. The the route to this particular coffee shop. I guarantee you, when you're in a certain place in town, Mm. you will go. Oh, I think I'd like some coffee, and you will probably follow the same route to the coffee shop.
0: I mean, my town's so small; you don't have a
1: choice. (laughs) There's literally one of two ways, and that's it. So (laughs) you'll get there and you'll walk in, and when you walk in, you get this sense of familiarity and belonging and identity. Because what Mm -hmm. makes you go there over somewhere else? There will also be a snob effect to it. There will also be, well, they do better coffee. Their coffee is nicer. Um, The service is better. The seats are more comfortable. The floor is a nicer colour. Bathrooms
0: are a big one for me. The bathroom bathroom is nicer.
1: So it's this sense of identity and belonging that you have started to identify with this coffee shop as. Your coffee shop. This is where I always go. So when somebody says to you, "Let's go for coffee," you will probably say, "Let's go to Helen's cafe," and they'll go, yeah. hey, "Well, I normally go to Paul's cafe," and you go, "Yeah, but Helen's cafe has much nicer coffee, and their their, their bathrooms are nicer, and the service is better." So it will. Im- you will. It's, it's essentially the endowment effect. I own this. I have yeah. grand advocacy to this and I have a sense of belonging. And of course, when you go somewhere often enough and people start to recognise you mm. and then it's game over, you just can't ever leave, you're trapped for life. They don't even well, that's have to the know same. your name, they just have to say, it just has to be a greeting with a sense of recognition.
0: Absolutely can see that. And, and actually, I can recognize that on the other side of it in terms of, and this is not with loyalty programs, (laughs) maybe, I don't know, but, but pubs, I used to work in pubs and I I did a long, you you know, yeah, I've I've worked behind a bar for about 10 years in different, various different establishments on and off. But I, we always had the same people and they came at the same time every day. They didn't go to other pubs and each pub. So if I say I worked in, when I was living in London, there were about four or five pubs in my area, and I worked in every single one of them. And the people that went there would only go to their pubs; they wouldn't go to the other ones. They wouldn't sort of get up and leave, or they wouldn't try somewhere different. It was, an hour. I go to this pub, and this person goes to that pub, and they all had their own little communities. There weren't loyalty cards; you didn't get,
1: <laughs> you didn't buy nine
0: pints and were, get one
1: free. They were actually a sense of loyalty because the recognition. Generation.
0: but you knew everyone by name and they knew and me you- by name and then there would be like socializing time together it would and be stuff. socializing was,
1: there would mm. be belonging there would be and they would say they, i guarantee you people will say my pub not the pub my pub mm. so and they will also have my seat my booth.
0: oh oh god everyone had <laughs> to have I remember someone coming in once. <laughs> <laughs> he always used to sit on a stool at the bar in a, like on the corner. So it was, that was his spot. I'm going to call him Bill. Cause I can't okay. think, you know, just for a non, uh, confidentiality, but Bill used to always sit in this chair and he came in one day and someone was sat in the chair and he was agitated. He oh, didn't yes. know what to do with himself. He didn't sure. know where to sit. He couldn't sit in the right one. Couldn't sit on a different one. And then he just ended up loitering near this chair until this poor woman I think, got a bit <laughs> like freaked a out account. and said, so, yeah, like he did. And then he, as soon as she got up, he jumped into this chair Oh, and he relaxed. It was so funny. But I tell you what's also really interesting. I worked in this one particular pub for a couple of years while I was doing my law degree. And um, I left then for maybe five or six years later, came back and went into the pub, same people still in there. I couldn't oh, yeah. remember any of their names. I knew I knew them. I knew that they were familiar, but I couldn't remember a single one of them their names. Whereas I would have known them all intimately almost before when I was working there. It was very yes. odd.
1: But that's because your sense of belonging and identity was not wrapped up in your job. Whereas no, their sense it was of just temporary. And identity was wrapped up in this is their space. This was a safe space for them. This was somewhere where they came to relax and to to be themselves, which is where the my seat, my area comes in. Whereas you didn't have a sense of ownership of that to you. It was, no. well, they're customers who, yeah. when I talk to them and they tell me stories, make the shift go a bit faster.
0: Mm-hmm. But, and occasionally buy me a drink to have after my shift. And buy me a drink yeah. and
1: stuff. But yeah. there was no sense of true intimacy there. It was a manufactured intimacy. A manifested friendship. So it's mm. like when you know, do you, were you ever? Um, in, did you ever see you know teachers outside of school, for
0: example? Oh. Well, I, um, I was at boarding school, like it, but it was weird. Yes, teachers, teachers in the
1: wild, because you know, you would go down. and I was at boarding school as well, but when you went down into the town and you'd see them in jeans or something, you'd be like, "Is that you?" We didn't. I, it's weird it's what right? are you doing
0: yeah i we You're didn't really do jeans. when i when i was at sixth form i was a day oh, girl
1: you were not boat, were you not
0: oh no i was i was at a mainstream school for sixth form in jersey so i didn't um i wasn't boarding at that point
1: but, but you were allowed out of your boarding school
0: um i was at one on a saturday afternoon but I also think the teachers would, deliberately would have avoided going to town. We, would, where I was at school, was in Bath, so they probably wouldn't have need, You know, they wouldn't have wanted to go into town and see all of us walking around. Um, but we were only allowed out one afternoon a week. I think at some point you were allowed out on a Wednesday afternoon as well, unless you had matches. We were allowed
1: out on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, before. there was some. We used something... to climb out windows because we were quite close to London, so we would oh, climb out windows and go clubbing.
0: Someone's chauffeur would pick you up and take you to Leicester <laughs> Square. I bet you mentioned
1: it. <laughs> I bet yeah. Okay, in the rule book, in the rule book of the school. Genuinely, the rules were you were not allowed to bring staff with you. You were not allowed to have um chauffeurs, cars, extra money, anything like this. This was all in the rule. Wow. But of course, um a friend of a friend of mine who was Indian? His parents had stashed a driver and Rolls Royce <laughs> around the corner. Stashed at it <laughs> <laughs> at his back and wall. So of course we had to be very careful that we weren't caught, or we would have got into trouble. Um, but yes, we would climb out the window at you know nine, ten o'clock at night, and we would go into London and we would go to the Ministry of Sound in Leicester Square. And oh my go goodness. To all of these places. And and of it's course so we would fun. also go to South Hall because, you know, Indian food. So he and I uh... would be craving Indian food. The wonderful thing was, you know, when we would get out of a Rolls Royce, everybody thought it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> of course
0: they did. It's dreadful racism, isn't it? Do you know, you've just reminded me of I did go to one boarding school, which is very posh. Um, not the one in Bath, a different one, which I'm I'm not going to name it just because oh, of the identification yeah. thing. But there was a member of minor royalty there at the time. Right. Um, and we were quite good friends until she got suspended because she had, sent, she had ordered a taxi to come to the school on a Saturday afternoon. Given her, him, the driver, her card and pin number to go into the town to buy vodka and cigarettes to bring back and he dropped her in
1: <laughs> oh, no he her
0: in, yeah. so she got suspended unbelievable what an
1: asshole
0: yeah. i know I what an idiot as well <laughs> had him executed <laughs> no, i don't think she was that powerful no but i also think what a stupid business move he's got this wealthy teenager saying here's my card money I'm going to give you extra money. And and he's just shot himself in the foot like what a donut.
1: How stupid. Yeah. I mean, how stupid to call a taxi to give them your card and your pin. There are other things you can do. <sighs> you obviously weren't that bright in this boarding school. We were much uh, better.
0: I think we were also in the middle of nowhere, like this particular school, literally miles from anywhere. There was no village there was no nothing you there was no so when you said did you go to town or could you go out at the weekends there was nowhere to go so you couldn't there
1: like no point oh well so so well we used to have an agreement we we would go down and we well, of course we thought we were highly unique but we would go down to the local taxi company in the town and tell the taxi company that, you know, we wanted to set up an account. This was in the days when you could have an account. <laughs> we wanted to set up an account and that our parents would pay the account at the end of each term. And could they, you know, smuggle in stuff for us? Mm-hmm. But you had to park outside the school gates, tell us where you were going to meet us, and then we would come and collect the contraband, like prison. You'd throw it That's over so funny. the wall. Oh,
0: they were so, it was so silly how strict they were about all that stuff at school. Yeah, because we were, it it just made it, well, exactly. It just made us want it more. Mm,
1: Absolutely. Right? You know, climbing out windows, climbing back. I mean, climbing out windows is the easy part. Climbing back in the windows when you're off your tits is (laughs) a little bit more difficult. Because, of course, you're trying to be quiet and you're going, shh. And you're making so climb, much noise. Yeah.
0: The fire escapes as well. We had those metal fire escapes. And so when we used to go out, you'd go out very quietly. And then when coming back, everybody would be off their heads. Like so a yeah, like. of Honestly, I genuinely think that particular housemistress in the house that I'm thinking of ignored it because we were so loud. There was no <laughs> way she couldn't have known that we were doing it. And actually, I think maybe her sons were even involved too. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> all sorts so, yeah. of shenanigans. Be anyway, out. back so, to loyalty. I mean, this,
1: but, but these things also, you know, these also create a sense of, a sense of loyalty. Because take your taxi driver, for example. Mm-hmm. If he had been savvy, he would have been able to segment his client base. He would have been able to say, right. I've got two types of clients. Mm -hmm. I've got the regular clients who use me as a taxi service, and I've got the girls in the boarding school who use me as a mule. Mm -hmm. And the ones who use use me as a mule pay more money. So, because, you know, I'm smuggling in contraband. And, of course, I can charge whatever I want to these because they're so desperate for vodka and cigarettes. Yeah. And they have no concept of money. So no. I can charge them whatever I want. So he was very silly. But he was silly. If he had done that, it would have been almost like a loyalty program. Because then yes. she would have said, oh, you need to call Bob because Bob does these things. And then suddenly, before you know it. All of the girls in your form are going to Bob, and Bob now has a roaring trade. Smuggling alcohol and cigarettes into the local girls' boarding
0: school. <laughs> I do wonder what would have happened if he had been caught. And maybe that's why he... Nothing. Nothing. Uh, it was the 90s. They probably wouldn't have cared. No. But yeah, I mean, he Children honestly, he made such a huge trade. We were all in boarding school. But do you know what else? Yeah, true. But you know what else? <laughs> Is that he actually then did the reverse of a loyalty program because we all knew then not to call that particular Absolutely. taxi firm. Don't right. call him;
1: he can't. Don't call him;
0: you'll be you'll get in trouble.
1: Yeah, he'll dob he'll you do, in. He'll if you, you in.
0: To Take you somewhere. You'll get suspended, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then actually, her family wouldn't let her go home, um, and so she had to stay with a teacher for a week. Okay. And, I mean, that's hideous punishment.
1: <laughs> that's worse <laughs> like, than being suspended.
0: I, I suspect. <laughs> Because also imagining where she came from, what, what sort of environment she grew up in, in terms of um, the houses and stuff. I think she was at a p- uh, palace. I'm not sure. But imagine then being told, you're not going back to the palace, love. You're going over to the teacher's <laughs> house. That's like, no! <laughs>
1: Bless her. And the oh, she was lovely, locked. Because yes. Because you can't be trusted around you.
0: You can't be trusted. She, do you know what? She was lovely, and um, just in case she ever does happen to listen to this, she was lovely, and I really enjoyed the time that I spent with her. Not not friends with her anymore, but she was wonderful.
1: Anyway, yeah, moving um, along. But you know, the, so there is this sense of um, conditioning when it comes to loyalty. There's also the sense of belonging and identity and stuff like that. You know, I mean, there's 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 the there's the reward aspect of it, and most people focus on the reward aspect. They focus on the club card points from Tesco or the boots points from Boots, you know, because if I spend £5,000 in Tesco, I'm going to get a £5 voucher.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, every year my Christmas meal is done on Tesco club club card points? Yes. Every year.
1: But how much money do you have to
0: spend? Oh. But I would have spent it anyway. So it's...
1: ah, now there you go. You see, there's the cognitive dissonance.
0: <laughs> oh God! In. Now I'm look. <laughs> see, now I'm going to be like your business partner and say I hate you before you even started.
1: <laughs> now you've got the justification. So when you're um... God, I hate being so predictable. It's so annoying. And, go on. Everybody is predictable. Everybody I know. So unique and they're not. So when you have this, when it's challenged, when your membership of this loyalty is challenged, you go, yes, but I would have spent it anyway, and now my Christmas dinner is free. Mm -hmm. Well, is it? What have you given up? You know, when there there is a saying within consumer psychology, and there's a saying within advertising as well, if there is no cost for the product, you are the product. So...
0: Ooh, I don't <laughs> like that. It makes me feel icky. <laughs> I don't...
1: But you are. So now you, you're so locked in because I use Tesco vouchers to buy my Christmas dinner. So I'm going to go to Tesco at every opportunity because the more vouchers I have, the more I can spend on my Christmas dinner and what have you. So of course mm-hmm. I'm going to go there. So of course the customer retention, this extreme brand advocacy kicks in, but it's not a real brand advocacy. It's not, I love Tesco so much as a brand that I will only shop with them. You Mm -hmm. have this, almost this agreement that I show you what I'm buying and you give me Mm -hmm. vouchers in return so that I can buy my Christmas dinner. And then if you go somewhere else, let's say you go to Sainsbury's, you Mm -hmm. feel the value isn't there because I'm not getting points for it. So you actually feel out of step you feel almost disloyal and annoyed that you've spent £100 in Sainsbury's because that £100 spent in Tesco would go towards your vouchers, which would go towards something else, which, of course, you know, is is just hilarious that you think (laughs) so so unique.
0: So what's really interesting is when you said, and then you go to Sainsbury's, immediately my thought was, I'd never go to Sainsbury's. It feels weird. It's different.
1: (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Because absolutely it's not, it's not your supermarket now somebody no. who is uh, somebody who collects nectar points for example from Sainsbury's mm-hmm. would never dream of going to Tesco because they would only want to go to get nectar points the same way as they will only get petrol in particular garages that give them nectar points for that yes. so we do we are swayed by this so uh, and th- which is why companies spend such a tremendous amount of money in their loyalty programs and telling you how wonderful it is and what rewards you get and how fantastic it is because all of these perceived savings that you're getting they're not really savings you know I mean Tesco has introduced this new thing now called the club card price
0: I was just thinking about it because <laughs> I'm such a sucker I'm such a sucker oh my god
1: so I'm always like oh look I've like,
0: lost so much I've saved exactly. so much money
1: and now yeah. the club card price is lower so the benefit of me having this club card means that I'm saving and I can prove that I'm saving because it says so right there on that sticker
0: does it ever work uh-huh. in reverse that? The people that you know when we've talked about people who like to flex their wealth or want to you know, and I'm I'm thinking people
1: not in who the would mainstream. Rather... It does in the right. luxury sector, yet, Right. But not in the but, mainstream. Yeah. So for example, somebody let's take Apple as a product. Mm-hmm. Let's say Apple had Two different products, the iPhone 15 and the iPhone 16. And the iPhone 15 had a £500 discount on it, Mm -hmm. and the iPhone 16 didn't. The person, for example, who says they're only out for a bargain would probably buy the iPhone 15 because, oh, well, they're all the same, you know? The 15 and 16 are the same. The only difference is it has a few extra pixels. So they'll they'll, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They'll justify. Justify. It to them for themselves. Yeah. And, but Apple has influenced you to do that by what they call deep discounting. And deep discounting is there to attract those very people that you're talking mm-hmm. about to get rid of stock that they want to get rid of. Right. So in a supermarket, For example, if I deep discount own brand, so somebody like you and most people who's buying in Tesco, as long as you see the lower club card price, you will probably choose that over an own brand product because you will justify in your head, well, you know, the Hellman's mayonnaise is only a pound more expensive with the club card price than Mm -hmm. whatever the... The Tesco equivalent is. Mm-hmm. The other person will go for the Hellman's mayonnaise because they want the deep discount. They won't be... The Hellman's or mayonnaise. the Tesco's? No, the Tesco. Right. Now, Tesco wants those people to buy mm. it because they make more profit on the own brands. And in many cases, a lot of these own brands are loss leaders. So whilst you think you're saving money... It's keeping you in the store, where you will spend money on other things. So bloody hell! Yes, it's so manipulative. It's not manipulative. Stop using that word. It's influence okay. and persuasion. It's psychology. Helen. It, it's
0: unconscious. Inf- it's not. La- no, manipulation is about <clears throat> denying someone's autonomy. And if we're subconsciously influencing I'm them...
1: i standing with a gun saying you must... Buy
0: oh, that's box. such a reductive argument. You're you're, um, def- you're using techniques and things that you know that the human brain will hook into based on dopamine, right? Because this is all dopamine, isn't it, really? Are we talking... To some extent, maybe,
1: yes. Oxytocin I mean, is stimulating. as well. Yeah, it's oxytocin as well. It is simulating. And also, believe it or not, adrenaline. Because when you mm-hmm. get the... Uh, this is such a good deal. Yeah. Look, it's three pounds all. You mm. get a rush of adrenaline, and yeah, and you may even get a rush of cortisol. And the reason you might get a rush of cortisol is because you feel so stressed that you might need to buy four or five of these because this value won't last for long. So if suddenly, I'm so a it's the
0: fear-based purchasing. To, yeah.
1: Yes, I need yeah. to buy these because you know this is such good value at the moment that if I miss out on it. Then, oh no. So now you've got adrenaline, you've got dopamine, you've got oxytocin, and you've got cortisol all wreaking havoc because I discounted mayonnaise by (laughs) three (laughs) pounds.
0: I don't even like it that much.
1: (laughs) But it also. And when you buy this stuff, you know, when you buy things for the, let's say, the Tesco club card point, this also tells me what influences you. Yes. For example, I can see that you are attracted to these particular things. Mm -hmm. So I will say, great. So I know that if I put a club card price on this particular bread, even though Helen buys this cheaper bread... If I put a discount, a club club price on this branded bread, Helen is likely to buy it. So mm-hmm. therefore, I'm going to make more profit. And Helen is going to have a higher perception of savings because she perceived that she's getting a good deal.
0: Because there's, there can be such a shame about own brand stuff, can't there? There can be such a shame about supermarket branded things that if you open your cupboard and they're Tesco's cornflakes and not Kellogg's, then Mm, maybe you're not doing so well. And so we have to put and I've heard of people I don't think I know anyone that's done this, maybe I do and I don't I'm not aware of it, where they will go out and buy the home Tesco brand, for example, cornflakes, but keep a Kellogg's cornflakes and just swap the boxes over so it looks like they've got more money than they have because this there's a, a flex in it. It's a it's a yes, but you-
1: it's you also see parents with children do that. Do you, so,
0: oh, yes, yes, yeah, 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 absolutely, because so you want children, to trick
1: them. You'll have children who go, no, I only want Heinz ketchup. And, you know, children's taste buds are not developed enough to know the difference between... I Heinz
0: know the difference. I don't. have always known. I, I have, guarantee I do.
1: you if I blind tested you.
0: Okay, we'll do it. Because okay. study
1: after study after study after study New- shows that when you take the brand away, you are blind testing something. When you're only dealing with your taste buds, most people don't pick out the brand product. Um, I can tell. There was a TV program on. One of them was a, was a grocer and the other was, what was it called? They went to people's houses who spent um, absolutely terrific amounts of money on their weekly shop, and they replaced them with own-brand products. I do remember all the labels off them, Mm -hmm. and said, "So we're going to do your shop. Some of the things we're going to take all the labels off everything. Some of the things are going to be branded products like you normally buy, and some Mm -hmm. of them are going to be replaced with." own brand products, but we're not going to tell you which is which. And nine times out of ten, they picked the wrong things. They were like, no, well, we we immediately knew this wasn't Heinz ketchup. And they were like, we didn't change the ketchup.
0: We immediately (laughs) knew
1: this wasn't Hellman's mayonnaise. It's like, we didn't change the mayonnaise. (laughs) So, and you see people's faces drop going, oh, because I you can are tell by looking. No, you can't. I could, I can. You can't. You can't. I, don't, I don't believe you. I I, we're don't going call to do me that. It was very rude. We are going to. We're going to be definitely, and we're going to record it so that people can okay. see your shame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so sure it's my shame and not yours? Eh? Hey,
1: <laughs> I influence no. people for a living. Trust me. I know you do. You will. You will pick the own brand. I
0: am also hyper vigilant, <laughs> and I am also highly sensory to food (laughs) taste smell i can i i would know in a heartbeat you think you do
1: most people do
0: they have to be on things that um that i have regularly so like mayonnaise i wouldn't know because i don't have that regularly i reckon i might know but i would but if you were if you were to do things like baked beans cocoa pops um this is an advert by the way um uh, babies, coca pops, tomato sauce, um spaghetti hoops, things like those things I would know. Without a doubt.
1: But then you have the opposite side of the spectrum, you have the luxury loyalty programs. And these luxury loyalty programs are the programs that give you lots of stuff. So you have the loyalty credit cards, for example, you know the right. prestige credit cards, mm-hmm. um, which give you so you pay X amount of money on an annual basis for it. The Platinum Amex, the Black Amex, mm-hmm. for example, these would be two examples. These are essentially loyalty cards. You can't get a Black Amex until you spend terrific amounts of money on a Platinum one, right? And and you do, and uh, the annual fee for a Black Amex is five thousand plus a five thousand pound joining fee. So most people will go, well, why on earth would you spend ten thousand pounds for a card that does pretty much the same thing? Yeah, as the platinum one that's six hundred a year. Prestige, belonging, I, a member it genuinely of the is,
0: It's just the flex, isn't it? Yes, it is. Of course. So when you see
1: people's face when you hand over a black Amex, because most people have never seen one, they go, "Mm." so immediately Mm. they're viewing you in a different way. So you get this sense. So Amex is giving you this sense of prestige Mm -hmm. by making you spend huge amounts of money in order to give you this black card which then allows you to go out and spend even more money because if you don't keep the spend up, they take it away from you. So you have to stay loyal on spend in order to keep it Wow. and have the, um, the privilege of paying £5,000 a year. Wow! But it's also the same as the platinum card, same thing. And you get all of these benefits, all of these perks, so people justify it to themselves. Oh well, you know, I get free access to lounges. I travel business class, so I get access to lounges anyway. Yeah, but yeah. still, I get access to these lounges. And then, you know, you get a hundred pounds off Dell. If I'm spending three grand on a PC from Dell, yes. laptop from Dell, a hundred pounds is meaningless. Yeah. You, know? um, you get upgrades at hotels, or you get this, or you get that. Now, I. I'm not immune to loyalty programs. I will tell you what now. What
0: Amex have you got, Paul? If you don't mind sharing. <laughs> well I, I do
1: have a I do have a platinum one.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just a platinum one.
1: I have a black one as well. <laughs> Uh, i'll show you my shame show
0: the shame shame we're gonna have to ring a bell look at that cover everything look at that
1: shame the shame the shame and i and and i mean i do have the the platinum one as well right but um
0: unsigned i I was, was offered
1: the black one I struggled because my rational brain knew what was happening <laughs> the psychologist didn't know what was happening and when they and said you know it's congratulations you have been invited to apply for a black card,
0: oh, to apply so not oh, yeah. even yeah,
1: they don't even say we're giving you one.
0: And and I'm assuming you have to be invited. You can't just say, by the no, way, I want can't. one of these. I you, want one. You oh, right, have to okay. be
1: invited. So when you get this letter, which says, congratulations, <laughs> you've been invited to apply. Oh
0: god, that's
1: so hard to resist. I I knew you know because I'm like <laughs> I know what's happening, but I want it and you know it's 5000 pound joining fee plus the 5000 pound annual mm-hmm. fee so it's 10 or is it 10000 pound joining fee plus 5000 yeah that is 15000 in the first year to get this bloody thing and um i mean i struggled and i thought about it and i spent oh uh, probably Six minutes thinking. I was about to say it was gonna be five
0: minutes. (laughs) But right, but that is an obscene amount of money for a credit card.
1: It isn't it? It's not a credit card, it's a charge card. Which means you have to pay everything off every month.
0: Every month. Yeah. So every month you have to pay off the card that you've been told that you had to pay fifteen thousand pounds to even be allowed to have. That was invite only
1: a year after that.
0: Oh, well, that makes it so much better. Paul, of course, it's it's just totally, yeah, why not? It's like, God, (laughs) what does it actually get you that makes it worth it? Um, other than the flat flex.
1: You get a personal concierge that you can call to do things to do what?
0: What have you, and how many times have you rung him?
1: Her, them, um, I've run them a, a few times. So I had to, do you remember the last time Heathrow went into complete meltdown and all of the British Airways flights were cancelled to yes. Europe? I mean, it happens so often, you know, just pick one. So <laughs> I was training in Milan the next day. Right. And there was no flights to be had at all. So I called them and I said, listen, I need, I'm in Heathrow. I need to get to Milan tonight because I, or I need to get there first thing in the morning. But I don't care how you get me there, get me there. (laughs) So they said, okay, fine, no problem. And 45 minutes later, I got a phone call back going, right, okay, can you make your way to Terminal 3? We have booked you on this particular flight. Now you're going to have to, you're going to have to change. So basically, they sent me from Heathrow to Madrid. Madrid to Rome and Rome to Milan. No, <laughs> um, no. okay. but, but it was the did. only flights they could get. Mm. So they were like, this is the only way we can get you to Milan and you'll arrive there at 2 a.m. in the morning. So I said, fabulous, great. Um, and then, you know, I was in Dubai and I wanted to eat in a particular restaurant and we tried to make a reservation and they said, no, they were fully booked. And I... Called so you... them and I said, <laughs> They told me they're fully booked. Can you call them, please? And oh they did, God. and they did. So there's that. But, I mean, what else does it get you? The benefits are the same as the platinum card. Like, there is no difference in the benefits.
0: Yes, you get invited
1: to events and stuff like that. And when you've, if you go to the Centurion lounges in the airports, mm-hmm. which are mostly in America, but there is one in Terminal 3 in Heathrow, there is a... Roped off area for black card holders, which is the size of a postage stamp, but you get to but sit on the rope, and there's a rope. Yeah. Everybody knows you're important when you sit there. So, but I think it's more to do with when I hand it over in restaurants or whatever, you can see an immediate change. But this is ego, it doesn't do anything. Mm. This is just my you- little. My little
0: <laughs> ego stroke. <laughs> I've
1: made I'm, it. I've got a black no, amaxe. I'm so
0: important. I'm so important. I'm, okay, so next question then, sorry, to just mm. jump over you. But next question is, do you stand by that decision to get it or do you regret it in any way, shape or form?
1: So logically, it is a stupid decision. Okay. Logically, it's stupid. Emotionally, I just wouldn't give it up. It's mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm sitting here going very judgmental i'm feeling very judgmental that you spent that much money to get a piece of plastic just because oh, it no, it's gives not you plastic
1: these... it's metal darling oh sorry titanium
0: so... okay titanium so you've got this piece of titanium that gives you these this kind of flexing thing and these bragging rights but also this concierge you can Get you a table when you can't get which one, which you
1: also get with a platinum card, by the way. <laughs> it's the same people.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I'm judging you even harder now, <laughs> like so hard. So then, and then I'm thinking, but do I want one? Of course, you if do. When I get to the point that I could afford, I'm nowhere near affording this at the moment. But if I were, were I ever to get to the place where I could afford it, would I want it? Yes.
1: Because and it's there's a fucking horribly part, yeah, it's a horrible part of me that's saying yes. It's not horrible. Why is it horrible? This whole thing of, I, I get this all the time. People say, you know, oh, do you feel bad that, you know, you help brands, luxury brands in specific, to to influence people? No, why would I?
0: Well, in, but the reason I feel bad is that I know that when the revolution comes, it's eat the rich. The, the rich are gone. We're dead.
1: We can pretend to be poor.
0: Okay. And... I don't think you would even last a second. Paul and I have these massive fantasies about going on um, <laughs> hunted. <right? laughs> <And we're... laughs> we have this huge thing about how we would do hunted, we, we, how we would survive hunted, how good we would be at it. Wouldn't last I'd a not fucking get second. At all. No, at all. And, and how we'd like dye our hair and, do this and wear and a suit because nobody's having was, afternoon
1: yeah. tea in the door chest yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. there's absolutely but, no way can you imagine having to camp Paul, pool in a tent
1: look at his face it's frozen well, i want to do van life i don't know that i'd go as far as a tent probably not
0: i don't think you'd last two minutes in van life Well, oh, we'll see but with your black even... amex can you get me an rv <laughs> <laughs> that's got a shower a bathtub and a and a, and a bathroom like a full functioning no me. i know you can but you're talking so yeah so your van life would be these 300 500 1 million dollar pound rvs that you have to put on stilts because they go out like and become a full size. Bungalow. They're bigger than those trailers that people, you know, that that, um, you know, those static. What are they called? Those those. They About have them. Yes, but they're like static um,
1: caravans
0: that they that they, like haven holiday. Oh, parks yes, like and
1: manufactured stuff. houses. These things.
0: Mm, they're bigger than those, and and that's an actual plumbed in thing. And your <laughs> van life van
1: life my ass it's, uh, yes it is what it is Helen we all live <laughs> different in delusion
0: <laughs> in delusion but yes. yeah
1: so I mean when when luxury brands do loyalty programs then they do it they do it slightly differently so the concept is still the same Mm -hmm. But it allows them to personalize your experience much more. Because, again, they're looking at your buying habits. Mm -hmm. But it allows them to personalize that experience. So, for example, oh, well, actually, with the Amex card, you get Mm -hmm. um, gold membership of Marriott and gold membership of Hilton, these two loyalty programs, okay? So they come with it. So, of course, that means now I will stay with Marriott or Hilton. Why? Because I'm guaranteed an upgrade because of the gold status. Um, I'm guaranteed a late checkout or an early check-in because of the gold status. But also, they keep a profile that, you know, Paul doesn't like foam pillows. He only likes feather pillows. So when I arrive, feather pillows are there. Paul likes a room on a high floor close to the lift because he's too fat to walk down (laughs) corridors. Or upstairs. Or upstairs, exactly. (laughs) So make it as easy as possible for him to get from his car to his room without Mm -hmm. too much movement. And so that means that I'm swayed to, to stay with these two particular groups. And, you know... British Airways. I have gold membership of British Airways, which means that in order to maintain that tier level, I will fly British Airways, even if it's highly inconvenient. Rather than, And I will let you in on a little secret, which I suppose is Ooh. quite shameful for a behavioral psychologist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love a little secret, Come on.
1: <laughs> in order to maintain my status this year, I did what's called tier flights. Now, for those not in the know, tier flights... one of those who does not know. ...are flights, basically, where you don't actually have to go anywhere. You are literally flying to build up enough points to maintain your tier. So I flew from Heathrow to New York, New York to Florida, Florida to... Hungary, Hungary to Istanbul, Istanbul to Paris, Paris to London in order to um, maintain my status. That's called a tear flight.
0: I did you actually get on the aeroplane or did you oh, no, just... No, you have to get the on the
1: aeroplane. F- no, you have to. That's... What? Why? Pause, like... Helen, with GOLD membership... Even if you're traveling mm. business class.
0: In mm-hmm. Terminal
1: 5, you can use the first-class wing of British Airways.
0: Right. Which is
1: this wing out of the way. It's hidden. You check in. People are nice to you. They give you a drink. You go through your own security. It's not even fast track. It's like private security mm-hmm. off to the side. You go... There's two security belts and scanners for like five people, so you don't ever queue. You go through this tunnel when you come out of security. I
0: cannot fathom that you just flew so far just for these things.
1: Why? <laughs> I mean, you've known me long enough I mean, enough yes. <laughs> I, I just... I mean, do you actually wow. hear what you're saying?
0: Yeah, no, I do. I'm sitting there going, why are you even questioning it, Villas? Because it's
1: Russell. Like, so when you come out of security, you go through this tunnel... And you find yourself in the first-class lounge in Terminal 5. You don't have to see anyone. You don't have to walk through the concourse. You don't have to go through anything. You don't have to go through duty-free. You quite literally go from security to the first-class lounge. And then once you've had champagne and caviar and a bite to eat, you can then saunter along to your gate and walk onto the flight before anybody else. Because you have gold membership. And then, of course, when you're sitting on the flight, the um, cabin manager comes over and says, "So, Paul, welcome back, nice to see you. If you're on a long-haul flight, seat 1A is always reserved for gold members. You cannot book seat 1A unless you are a gold member. So, of course, if you're sitting in the, the Class of the business class cabin, and you're sitting in seat 1A, then everybody knows you're a gold member because you can't book it otherwise. Yes, I know that this is ridiculous, but this is what loyalty programs do at a luxury level. Mm-hmm. They make you completely crazy. But then, you know, you have the, you know, you have LVMH loyalty programs. You have uh, Hermes has a loyalty program. Do they Even do them? Though, Because, well, no, here's the thing Hermes don't have a loyalty program per se, but they have but what's they called know. a profile of the client. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you spend a lot of money, this goes on to your consumer profile. And then yes. when, you know, a Birkin or a Kelly or whatever becomes available, because you have been loyal to the brand and you've spent uh, an amount of money, you then get a phone call going, Helen, you're one of our most fabulous clients. We have a Birkin that has just arrived in store. I'd like to offer it to you. Now, you don't get to choose the size, the color, anything else. you are literally offered this Birkin and it's a yes or no choice. Yes, I'll take it. No, I won't. But again, it's this feeling of, well, I've got one because I'm loyal. So it's a loyalty program. And there are skincare brands that have loyalty programs. There are, there are you know, fashion brands that have loyalty programs. And it's, it's also to customize experiences and to create an emotional connection. Because you do create this emotional connection when you are so bought into a particular brand. Mm. So it's very useful at the very luxury end of the market for the company and for the client, for the consumer. Because you really do get these benefits when you have this particular, this particular loyalty program. So look at the BA gold membership. That's a lot of stuff to get that makes your experience so much better than if you didn't have it. The same with Hermes, Chanel, Dior, LVMH. Your experience is personalized. So it's like, oh, well, I know Helen likes Crook. So, Mm -hmm. because Helen is a big LVMH person who buys Krug, then I'm going to invite Helen to the Krug vineyard. I do absolutely love Krug. It's my favorite. So, I, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. But (laughs) because Helen likes Krug, we're going to invite Helen to the Krug vineyard in Champagne Mm -hmm. because we know that she'll really enjoy that. So, I'm personalizing that experience to you Mm. as a reward. For being a really good LVMH client. Wow, yeah. So, and then of course that makes you feel part of something really exclusive, really.
0: Well, loved. and there's just such a because it feels like a gift, doesn't it? It feels like they've thought but of I mean, you it and they a gift, and it is. But it, I know somebody who, um, who, who is quite well, well, very wealthy, and they and they do an awful lot of shopping with BMW. Who invite them on these amazing amazing like trips to places and it's oh my god, you know, this yeah. is some un- fabulous unbelievable.
1: places, you know, Cancun mm. or the Maldives or Yeah, you know like, Jaguar Land Rover stunning. do the same thing. They have, you know, Range Rover days and Land Rover Days and Jaguar Days. Mm-hmm. Rolls Royce do the same thing. Rolls Royce will book out an island in the Maldives and invite they're Rolls-Royce owners, just as a reward yeah. to say thank you. So We need
0: to get on those lists, you know.
1: Well, who says we're not ready?
0: <laughs> Put our names down, hack into their systems, get our names on them.
1: <laughs> who says it wasn't me who helped them create these rules?
0: Oh, well, true. Yes, but, yes. See,
1: the, you know, there is this customised experience and there is this satisfaction, which in turn creates even more loyalty. So having a loyalty program at that level mm. is massively important but having said that it's still important at the lower level as well the Tesco the boots the stuff mm. you still do have that perceived value
0: Absolutely when I was running my cupcake company I had one I had a loyalty program and it why? worked brilliantly why? Now
1: now stop why like. as a company owner did you decide to have a loyalty program Was it to get people to-, to keep coming back Right. So it you, it wasn't out of the kindness of your heart that you wanted to reward
0: No, it was because where I when I started my cupcake company, there were no other cupcake companies in my area. And then suddenly overnight there were suddenly like ten of them and there's right. sort of so thing you that you only buy from your phone. Yeah. So then because I had a market store and I was already well established and well known for them, I um I had a thing on my market stall that you would, every time you came and bought a cupcake, you got a stamp or a cup. I think it was like four cupcakes and you get one stamp, a box of four. And then you get your final box, you get a box of four free when you've done nine boxes or whatever. And because pe- the same people would come back
1: there pontificating at me. When in <laughs> fact, you as a company owner have done exactly what you have just said is manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Helen, the double standards. I know. The, the double standards. I think we're going to leave it there because, you know, I
0: got <laughs> In my shame, back. everyone's now suddenly going, oh, my God, Helen's this manipulative witch. Brilliant. Thanks for my profile being cancelled. <laughs> That's it. But I'm not actually... I was just trying to survive, Paul. Thank you
1: were trying you. to survive and, yes. uh, you know, sell more p- cupcakes. In a, in a saturated market. Hermes Which is, is just trying to sell more bags, Helen.
0: I, well, they should just give me one, and then I'll sell them.
1: There we <laughs> go. But that's, I mean, that is it. And I think loyalty programs and how they how they're run and how they do and what you give in exchange for being part of it is something that I think is very interesting and that people probably need to be a little bit more aware of. Yes, you are it. getting rewarded and getting vouchers and points and whatever. But in exchange for that, you are giving up your privacy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it just goes to show that saying really is true. Nothing in life is free.
1: Nothing in life is free, but, you know, you can make life more comfortable by giving people access <laughs> to your buying patterns. And and buying a,
0: a £15,000 piece of oh,
1: metal. Oh, let's <laughs> just not dwell on these <laughs> things. Oh, I'm yes, going to have so, to a little yes. You know, I think I think it is interesting and I think loyalty programs have their place and I think loyalty programs benefit both the company and the consumer if yeah. done properly.
0: If done properly. Absolutely. And that's how wins. it should be,
1: right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I think we're, uh, any questions before I say goodbye to everyone? anyone? I know you probably have loads of questions which I will refuse
0: loads. to <laughs> But all about you probably. So, <laughs> no no questions for me other than if anybody has any questions, pop them in the uh, comment section. We'll have a look at them mm-hmm. when we get a chance. And rate, review, and subscribe, have... yes. do all that all jazz. and
1: Fabulous things. You know, be and loyal you... to
0: us. <laughs> Maybe we'll start Instead our own loyalty program. card.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, um, if you have a subject to do with consumer psychology or luxury yeah. or psychology in general, not mental health psychology because no. Helen does that on her own channel and I do that on TikTok, but if you have consumer-related questions or luxury-related questions, put it in the comments, let us know, and maybe we'll do an episode on it. Oh,
0: what, what a brilliant think? idea. Because everyone wants to know why they need to buy this particular thing and why they get so heavily influenced. So, yeah, ask us. Perfect. Anyway, Paul, that sounds right. about it, right? See you next time. I week. think that's fun. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.